Hello, everybody. How's it going, everyone? I'm here with Colton Faco. What's up, everyone? Um, we're talking about hunting and, you know, why it's so controversial and if it even should be controversial to take an innocent animal's life just for a trophy that you put on your wall, you know? So, all right. Well, first, let's start it off. Okay. Hunting. Hunting is started back way back into the early bcs okay that is how the bcs the bcs so bce before common era if you want to put it like that all right you know so how do you think cavemen cavemen lived they had to survive off of food well how did they survive they had to hunt hunt to live that is the biggest motto and even some for some today um, well i thought the majority of it was farming wasn't it well, there was there was their there was their like your areas in Mesopotamia that was their farming where, uh, you could say, uh, wild animals were not so much around because of the environment. It was more they and as we learned through history, that was more where domesticated animals uh, starting started. The whole idea of domesticating animals started coming from is through Mesopotamia. Yeah, horses, dogs. Exactly. Exactly, and. Quick fact, Arabian horses are actually one of the first breed of horses. So, wow. you, know, you know, Arabian, that's, you know, Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia area, you know, everything like that. So, yeah, I mean, they've been hunting for some time now. It's always been part of humanity, you know. We, we rely on it. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> but would you consider it to be moral? Hunting moral. Yeah. All right. So, well, let let me finish with the whole cave oh, yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. Sure, 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 now, sure. Let me let me finish with that. Okay. Now you go. You, now you look in to your regions. Like, uh, I'm, so now we know we now how cavemen were back then. You know that was the that was the most significant ways for them to live, and yeah, it was yeah. it was their food source. Now let's go to today. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'll fight analogies here. Uh, I look at a lot. I mean, you you see shows sometimes on on uh, Discovery Channel or Animal Planet or whatever it is. Yeah. People who live out in Alaska, they live off the, they live rogue and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, even I watch them sometimes, but I know. don't. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't. So uh, you know, when you see these people, their the way of food, their way of food for them. Because they're living off the grid, they're they're yeah, yeah. hundreds of miles from civilization. I mean, to get supplies, they have to have, you know, float planes come in and bring yeah. their supplies. So, you know, so you know that if that's if that's a realization of how far they are from civilization, you I mean I don't know what else is, you know. So hunting for them is, and I've talked to multiple people. You know, it, you know, hunting for them is, is I guess you can say. I guess you want to can say like a way of life for them because that is that is how they survive. That's how their family survive. Well, how does the animal feel about it? Well, see, here's now this is where hunting gets controversial, and I know you bring this up to me as well. You know, oh, how could you kill a baby deer? Baby deer. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's be honest. So I'm so I'm a I'm a very I'm a hunter, and I'm proud of who I am. Okay, yeah. so. When it comes to hunting, you know, in New Jersey at least, New Jersey is a very hard state to hunt because of the regulations and 
Well, that's because New Jersey believes in animal rights. Yes, and that's because we have a democratic governor. But no, it's because animals deserve rights. Mm. Well, actually, are, so you're a humanist. You believe that humans are above all. You're a human supremacist. Um, never heard that one before. But well, I, Colton, no. if I had to say, if anything, animals are not any any and doing any harm to our planet, but humans are. See, so if anything, we're taking away their freedom and their ability to roam, all because well, why not? Because we're humans. Now we are this intelligent life form who created guns. Now, 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 see here, buddy. This is where it gets so now. And you and you would know this from science class, okay? The ecosystem needs to have a balance, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's, I'll just use my farm as a, for example, okay? Uh, da, 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 okay, so like uh, I'll just use my my couple of neighbors around me, okay, and my farm. Mm-hmm. We let's just say, and we have, and a couple of us neighbors hunt. Let's just say if we ne- if we didn't hunt, okay, right? Yeah. The deer population would be out of control. Okay, mm-hmm. our vegetables, crops, and and farmland would be diminished, so we would, yeah. so we would lose product, and uh, farmers, especially uh, farmers uh, like Abrams Farm, Abrams Farm, they're, if they're if this deer eating their soybeans or their corn, they're losing. Yeah. That's that's money to them. They're losing that money. That's but mo- there is no money in the ecosystem. No, but but see but see here's the, here's the deal. The, an, the the animals eating their food is what provides is the if, if farming is a way of life for those farmers if they can yeah. if they cannot provide for their families through their the food that they plant because of the animals that are eating it you know but are those animals not also trying to provide for their families they are, they, they, they are they they are so that's why that's why hunting and and I always tell everyone this hunting is is if you're a hunter you're a, conserva- you're a conservationist because you're helping uh, – what's the best way to put it? You're, you're helping manage the numbers, okay? So let's just say I have an, a- I have an acorn patch of a bunch of acorn uh, – bunch of oak trees yeah. in, okay. in the woods with a little bit of grass, okay? Yeah. No hunters, right? Well, what's going to happen to that acorn patch, right? The deer – and let's just say there's a mass amount of deer, okay, from right. for, over the years. The deer keep eating down those acorns and keep diminishing that, those, that acorn population – and uh, in in the in the grass and the in the woods and everything like that. So and then we also we've also learned from this in I actually just recently learned about this in my science classes that it's called the tragedy of commons. I mean we have to it has to do with animals because uh, it has to do with more so humans and animals interacting of using overusing resources so like having too many too many cows eat grass on a section of land let's just say yeah but we're using this in wild animal terms so this is kind of like the tragedy of commons for wild animals so once they run out of a food source what happens starvation you know yeah they they got to find another they got to go look for another so another food source that's more energy that's more energy so and that food just so happens to be the farm right and, and exactly so so now now it's a now when it comes down to it it's affecting farmers lives yeah. So now it, it's but that that brings up another point. Well, did, was this not originally the deer's land that we just took because we have the gun? Well, see right? now, no, see now that that is a very controversial topic. If you want because to get you're into saying that, the deer are running out of land. Well, where was the original land they had to go? Well, now it's a soybean farm. Well, no, but, but, but see, here's the deal, though. In a way, in perspective, it's they still have a food source. However. You still need to manage the population. 
You need yeah. okay, so let's just say Well uh, what about what well I do I do have one question regarding actually no you, you go on, you'll go on. I okay. got you first. Okay, so let's just say and I and I always and I, and I always tell people this, okay. Because this is, this is what it, this is actually a, this is a true statement. What one of the top? I'm gonna go with top five, top ten uh, car accident deaths in the in the in the country. Well, are, are from alcohol. Well, yes, you know, d- drunk driving, distracted driving, distracted driving, exactly. Now, um, a part of I'd probably put in animal collisions. Yes, yes, I, I, that is you know that and. And I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with about eighty percent of the time. It's uh, deer. You know. Yeah. So, they're very popular. They're, they're very popular. Yeah. You know. So that, are our roads not over their like ancestral crossing grounds? Now, now, see. Um, I don't know how you want to define that, but you know, they deer 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 are like us. They travel. But yeah. then again, if there's too much deer. Then there's a chance, there's a greater chance of accidents. I guess you want, if I want to say it like that. Yes. So, what I always tell someone is, me hunting, and I don't hunt just for the, the just for sport. You don't just. Hunt for I don't hunt for sport. Okay. So when I first started hunting, I never understood the true meaning of hunting, but yeah. through but through my grandfather and you know through wisdom well, from for, yes generations. yes yes from my grandfather who. Um, God bless him. He's, he's uh, going to be eighty in January. Uh, so he's and he's he's still kicking it and he's still hunting. He's you know nice. he's still getting out there and hunting. Um, you know, uh, with it is you know he's taught me the ways of hunting and and I guess because my my dad my dad as well he's been a, a huge factor in my life mm-hmm. with helping me uh, with hunting with you know. Uh, when it comes to pulling the trigger and, you know, what's, what, what's mature and what's not mature, you know? So, you know, I mean, they, they've both been very beneficial factors to my hunting, uh, to a, a big beneficial factor of, the, of hunting of a part of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and I, and I just want to get this out there. So the biggest fact, so the biggest fact for me is when I'm, when I'm going hunting is when I first started hunting, it was all about, you gotta, I want to shoot the biggest deer because, you know, 12-year-old, 12-year-old, 12, 12, excuse me, 12 years old, you know, just get your hunting license. That's what you want to do. You want to get the biggest deer, you know, because that's what, that's what, that's what little kids in, you know, our minds are not. Cool, right? Yeah. Cool. You want to get the biggest one. You're cool. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that, and trust me, when I shot my deer, I thought I was the, I thought I was the coolest hunter out of the hunters, of the kids, the kids that hunted my great. Right. And you thought it was cool to end an innocent animal's life. No, I thought it was cool that I had. Well, see, here's the deal. I thought it was cool that I had the biggest. I had the biggest deer. Okay, but now, but as I've listened to these hunters and the whole meaning of hunting, and trust me, I love venison. Venison is a very beneficial so you, uh, you, food you, source you to eat us. The, you eat the uh, meat. Yes, we use every part of the deer in our in our food uh, throughout the throughout. Which we have venison throughout the year, so I'm going to say throughout a, pro- a whole year we use the whole venison wow. from the deer. So, yeah. do you use the bones and skin to make your hut? So the, we donate the so the bones. They are not uh, the hut. I like that idea. So now, well, I just figured that like the original owners of this this fine continent, the natives, that like they did after they 
went for a kill, they would go <coughs> pray and ask that animal for forgiveness that they just happen to have this weapon that can kill them. Okay, so speak. Say, so... But I just trust me, animal. I will use every part of you to benefit. You will not die in vain. You okay. will help people. All right. So with actually on the praying part, every time, um, after every time I, sh- uh, I have the blessing of sh- uh, shooting one of God's great creatures, I uh, kneel beside the animal and uh, I thank the thank dear Lord. Lo- no, thank- I first thank the dear Lord for what he has blessed me with. So you thank him for letting you kill it. No, because... no, I thank I thank him for providing for for, help, for helping him sacrifice one of his animals to help one, one of his one of his food, creatures to help experience. to help to help provide for my family. Yes, yes. Okay, so you know, and so now getting back to the whole thing is when when deer hunting is, I thought it was all for the sport. It's not. It's not. And, and, and see, and see, that's what hunters like I and I try to tell people and. Um, little kids who just get their hunting tests and everything like that, and they're like, "Oh, I want to go kill the biggest deer." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's not really about the killing the biggest deer. Like, um, you know, it's about it's about the excitement and getting out there and having fun and uh, you know, providing food to your family. You know, I can tell you right now, we probably save my family and I. We probably save over five hundred dollars a year through wow. through hunt through uh, hunting uh, venison for our food." That's a lot. Yeah, I, you gotta think five hundred bucks. You know that that's a lot. You know, mm-hmm. in in today's world, I I I feel like that's a lot. It's, yeah. it's quite a bit. You know, and you know, so we use everything from uh, you know, and I assume the, well, the bones you really can't use in to, in today's modern unless you unless if there are some people who like bone marrow. I know that. Um, They're weird. <laughs> yeah, bone marrow, deer venison bone marrow does not. It's not the greatest. I've had it before. It's not. It's kind of. It's kind of. Uh, what's the texture? It's kind of like gunky, if you want to so say. But um, mm. other than that, we're not going to get into that. Um, yeah. But they're just. I know some people. Um, they they love venison. They eat the liver. They eat the heart. They eat all that. Yeah. Um, I know me personally, my family, we eat uh the back straps. So if you think of back straps, that's like the that's like the steaks. That's like the oh, steaks in there. So uh, that's on. So basically, back straps on a human back. That's like our. That's like the muscle rate. That's like a lower back muscle. Yeah, yeah. It goes that. So we eat that. Uh, the roast. So recently, I shot a. I shot a. Uh, mature white-tailed deer, and we used. We got six different roasts from the deer. Okay, so nice. those those roasts uh, we will use for either from stews to uh, something in a crock pot. Yeah, uh, you know, so you know, it, it, my, you know, and I got one of the best chefs in the world, my mom, um, and she, uh, she, she always finds a way to make something delicious, uh, you know, no matter what, you know. So, and, so hunting isn't about sport; it's about providing for the family, saving money like it saves you, and protecting the ecosystem. Adding on to that, it, protecting the ecosystem and helping maintain a healthy. Uh, healthy balance of uh, the deer population because if there's like I was saying earlier, if there's if there's an overpopulation of deer, you see an increase in car accidents. The ecosystem cannot flourish because the deer are eating all the food source. You know, like you need to re- you need to replenish your food source, if, and that's by maintaining a deer balance. Now, if you don't maintain that, then the ecosystem dies, and everything else around it dies. So that, you know? that that brings me to my next question: Why was there not a deer problem in the seventeen hundreds? 
Well, I think because more so there was deer, but we don't I mean we really can't go back that far then with records all the way back then until it's more so recently in the 1960s, 70s. I really want to say I'm not not really too sure, but is when um is when the whole tracking of deer populations and yeah. conservation really started. I mean, we know the Indians hunted. We know for deer. Yeah, we yeah. know, we, you know, we know pioneers hunted for deer. You know, we, we know that. We just don't know the numbers because that was, they didn't have what we have yeah. today. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Of course, of course. You know, so, well, it's, so the, it's definitely different you're, times. You're a hunter. I know that. Do you know what the natural uh, predators of deer are? Okay, so, and I and I can actually vouch for this. So, um, natural predators of deer. Um, I'm trying to think, I I believe bear or some because black bear are are um, well. I, actually, I'll speak about the whole country. So bear, just bear oh, in general. Bear. Um, wolves, wolves, wolves are huge out west. Mm-hmm. Um, coyotes, I got mm-hmm. a lot of them out my back at my backfield, my woods. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to think. Trying to think, wolves uh, out west because we don't have too many predators here. Uh, we got well, why mountain, we got why, mountain. Do you, why? Why don't we have any predators here? That's really just because of the uh, what, uh, what, like the um, I want to say the ecosystem and and just how the environment is. You know, the environment here is way different than it is out west because people have been here for much longer and we've been able to tear it apart much longer and force out animals like bears and wolves who now aren't able to maintain the deer population well no actually no see here's the deal no you forgot about coyotes coyotes are maintaining a deer population around here why do do we have to hunt if the coyotes are maintaining well see well see they're not maintaining in a way you think okay okay so here's a better way to put it coyotes they're pack hunters okay they go for the easiest kill and actually maintain their percentage of it Right? They, they maintain a percentage, but their percentage of deer is, is small. Is yes, but it's also your little baby fawns and everything well, then, like that. It, it, it we shouldn't have to maintain it, but we unfortunately have to because we've driven out the bears and the wolves. No, the bears are still here. I mean, there's not many because you because got you've th- driven them out and industrialized no. the country, right? Well, not so much the country. I'm going to speak locally here now. Bear, we don't see. We hear about bears now in in New Jersey and around here. We in hear Shimon. about them. We hear after. about them. Trust me, they're deep in the pine barrens. They're they're de- they're deep in the pine barrens. But well, I mean, the pine barrens used to be much larger until we cut down all the trees. Yes, but what you know? That's just that, that's just civilization expanding, and there's nothing I can't control. That you can't control. That that's just people who wanted to start a new town in the pine barrens. Well, exactly. We we can't stop that, but is it not our own fault that we have to maintain by ourselves? Well, no. So, um, I'm trying to think of what else. So, basically, well, because of our human first ideologies, we've driven out the bear population, the wolf population, and now it's up to us to do this. Well, wolves were. I I and I'm ninety percent sure about this. Wolves were not not. Uh, What's the correct word? Uh, from na- I, I want to say yeah, say natural or from New Jersey. They're they're your more your Canada and out west uh, predators. If I do want to say so, um, also too, also to another predator for uh, at least deer around here is um, 
the koi wolf. It's a new, uh, yeah. new, new animal. Uh, Fish and Wildlife that found out throughout the uh, past couple of years, actually, maybe five, five, six years. It's a coyote wolf hybrid, and this thing looks like a dang German Shepherd. And I mean, this thing is huge, huge. This thing is. I, I've actually had a trail cam photo of it out back, and it's got coyote looking legs. But yeah. this this thing's got a wolf head, man. It looks like a wolf. And when I say that it's broad in the shoulders, it and then it's like a skinny body like a coyote. It's it's it, it's it's spooky looking, man. It's spooky looking. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, I just looked up the historic gray wolf range. All right. Mm-hmm. It, it spans New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, down to Texas, Indiana, Illinois, skips most of the south south. And then if I go to what it currently is, I mean, it's they're out of America. We've driven them out, only the northernmost part. So, actually, to, while we're on the Gray Wolf topic, so the Trump administration um, officially, officially moved, uh, removed the Gray Wolf from the endangered species list the, uh, yesterday. Oh, and so they're making a comeback? Yeah, well, actually, yeah. So, so now, so now, now, I want to get away from New Jersey now. So, I want to talk about ranchers and farmers out west. All right. Okay. So, a big part of out there is in these on these huge ranches. Now, remember, ranchers don't own like fifty acre places. They own thousands, hundreds, mm-hmm. and yeah, thousands yeah. of acres. Okay. Well, you can't. There's there's no way you can obviously manage all that by yourself. Oh, no. You know. So there's there there are your loopholes where. Bears can get in and attack a cow or or wolves, you know. Um, yeah. You know, and wolves, as I said, like coyotes, are pack hunters. So, and and the farmers have been complaining for years, and, farmers and ranchers, I should say, um, you know, about the wolf, the wolf population, because they just because there there has been some, I believe there has been some human attacks, but the but you know, I you know, uh, a heifer cow. You know that's that's over over fifteen hundred dollars worth yeah. of money. You know, so you, you know it's like me going in your bank account and taking out fifteen hundred bucks. How would you feel about that? I mean, I'd be pretty pretty mad. Yeah, exactly. So you got to imagine these farmers, these farmers and ranchers' frustration when they lose a fifteen hundred dollar, which is, and I almost want to say it's an investment, but it's also part of their family in a way because they have to protect it so they can provide for their family as well. You know. I mean, I suppose that is a valid point, but in the same exact token, is the human family more important than the bear and wolf family? See now, with like the, what makes us more qualified to life, food, and family than the wolf and the bear? So see, he, so he now um, with this, uh, I'm trying to think how to really word this now. When it comes to your bear and wolf population, bear and wolf, they don't really come after your us humans. It's more so your easy prey. So when well, Yeah, but I mean, if, if my cows were to get slaughtered, that's a lot of money out of my pocket that my family needs. But why is, why is that money coming out of my pocket more important than that bear? How, 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 do, you, how do you sustain the live? How do you survive? Well, I mean, why am I more important than the bear? Is the bear not trying to sustain and live and survive? He is, but here's the deal. It's your way of life. It's his way of life. 
and it's just and it's and so here's the deal when it comes down to and it's what it really comes down to is there's nothing there's really nothing you can do because they're wild animals. Yeah. Cows are domesticated. Okay. Well, majority of cows are domesticated. Yeah, yeah. There are your wild cows somewhere out there in the world. But bears are wild. They don't know the difference between your your property of cow and wild cow and rabbits and deer and everything like that. Exactly. You bears know? understand the way that it truly should be. Property was just made up by men who want to make money. That or they wanted they wanted to settle down. No. Property was made by people who want to make money. Well, yes. It was seized by people who want to sit down. And the bear doesn't understand that. The bear just understands I'm hungry. I need to eat. Look, there's something I can eat. He doesn't know it's a farmer's property. He doesn't see that. All he sees is food. Yes, and with the majority of times is um I know killing a grizzly bear is a huge fine. Um, I believe at a season or if, even in some states, I know Alaska, you can hunt them, but it's like, you got to really, well, there's a larger population. You he probably, yes, but there's like certain seasons, certain tags. Yeah. You yeah, only yeah. get one, you know, um, a, a great show. I use that as an example is uh Yellowstone with Kevin Costner. I've seen bits and pieces. Okay. It, it's a, it's a great show. Trust me. It's a great show. And this is actually where I'm kind of getting some of my ideas and references from is from the whole idea of Yellowstone. So, um, you know, grizzly, so the first thing they, and this is an example, first thing they tried to do with the grizzly bears, they tried to haze the bear out. So haze, well, when we think of hazing, we think of it as the bad way of, you know, we, yeah, hear, yeah. we hear in the school, but hazing in that term is, uh, is just to move the bear out. Yeah, yeah. Move it out. Okay. You know, scream at it, you know, Shoot off the flare gun in the air, make a loud noise, get it out, get it out of the area, right? Okay. Now, as soon as that bear attacks you, your animals, or you have every right to defend yourself. Exactly, and and your livestock, and your livestock. You know, so you have every right to because because now that bear, but I mean, yes, it has to be justified, and it probably will be if you can make a logical sense of it. Yeah. And if and if and if or if there's witnesses or whatever, who knows? Whatever the case is, but you know, it it all comes down to is there is that balance in between life. You know, you know, ranchers can maybe for some they can lose a cow, and it's and I mean, well, it's not saying like as losing a cow at any time they lose one calf or one heifer, or one bull is bad. Okay. Yeah. But for some, one could be like, oh, you know, really wish we didn't, but, you know, we'll be okay. But for some, you know, that could be $1,500 right out of the pocket, and they, and, you know, and then they're sunk. They're sunk. Well, I mean, that bear might need that cow because that, that, that cow is life or death. That bear hasn't eaten in weeks. He hasn't been able to find a hunt. He hasn't been able to, and he needs that cow. Well, you know, see, see now, that's where the whole, but see, that's where the whole, controversial issue comes in is because it's it's their do the lifestyle. Animals rights, do the animals have rights to life? They do, but when it comes to your own livestock, you have your own rights too. It's your property. It's your property. You have yeah. you have rights to that cattle. You know, the cattle, if the cattle are your property, you know, you got to protect that price. If, if that was my cattle, I'm protecting my property because yeah. that, because to them, for those ranchers and farmers out there, that's their life investments right there. That's their. What if it's the 
Bears life. See, Nancy, that's just where you get into a controversial issue right there. And, and that's... Uh, is, there, is there a right answer to this? Not... And I know you're probably going to hate this, but not really. There isn't really an answer. Because, I mean, you could, you could argue, you know... You could, you could, yeah, the rancher, he needs to defend what he owns. But the Baron needs to defend his life and eat. You know? Exactly, exactly. You know, it, 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 there's 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 a multitude of ways this could go. You know, and it, you know, so it, it is like you said. It's very there. There is no right or wrong. What it really, what it really comes down. I to, think we could find a right or wrong because I'll just put you in two scenarios. Okay. Let's say the hunters. Not like human hunters, the pre- the predators. They leave the face of the earth. They just disappear. Okay. Okay. How would the world react? How would the world respond? The world would be pretty much the same because humans are still maintaining the hunt. Well, the, not really. Not really because, and this is where a lot of people get lost in the whole concept. Hunting, not not just hunting, predators. Every little living living and non living thing in the ecosystem and in the environment plays. A role, okay. It pl- Except as of late, they don't. Now, see, but see, but see, like this goes back to what I was saying, though. It's it's about maintaining a balance, though. Yeah. So the humans can maintain the balance because we can go out and hunt. Yeah. So okay. So here's so here's a here's a good example. Okay, the endanger- the gray wolf just got took off the endangered species. Yes. Because the population is at uh, might have to correct me if I'm saying is. So sufficient numbers, probably. Okay, so and, and they are because when I when I went out to, uh, uh, well, a couple of years ago, I went to Yellowstone uh, National Park, Old Faithful. Yeah, and you know they uh, we took a tour and we listened to everything about the wolves and the yeah. wolves. The wolves were coming back, but you know, but now the ranchers are complaining because they're losing a lot of cows, and and also too the wolves. Another big uh, prey of the wolves and bears is bison, wild bison. So, and bison, how do you maintain the population for a wild animal? And it, and, and people, and how do you, you maintain you, the population of the deer? You got you. Well, here's, that's like um, I was just watching a, hunt, a hunting show the other day, and they said the elk and mule deer population in, I believe it was uh, Utah, was down. Because of mountain lions, oh, wow. mountain lions. So they went on a mountain lion hunt, and they took out three or four mountain lions. You know, so out of because the mountain lions were just I for, I forget the ratio off the top of my head, but it was some huge. It was a huge number of elk and mule deer being killed to one mountain lion. Yeah, I mean it was just it, they were diminishing the populations because. They, the elk the elk population was just diminished it was it was going downhill it really was yeah. so and this is so now uh, they issued more mountain lion tags now we're and, and this is where people are like oh you know they get all they get all protective and everything like what I have to tell people is that's what fish and wildlife is for fish and game that's what they're for and wildlife biologists they help come up with these numbers to see what needs to be managed, what needs more of what, you know, what needs, yeah. what need, do we need more elk tags to reduce the elk population? Do we need more mountain lion tags to reduce the mountain lion population? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that's what your fish and wildlife and your, so, I mean, in your uh, no wildlife people are cut. for. 
there's no clear cut answer on this controversy of hunting, whether it's right or not. Because it all, if, if if you think that it's not right, you're you'll be right in your own eyes. You're right. You'll you'll think, oh, it's not right. I'm 100 percent right for believing that. But if you think it is right to hunt and to maintain, provide, you're gonna be right in your own eyes. That's just the way it's human nature. However, I do want to end on one thing. Uh, I'm gonna give you two scenarios, Colton. Okay. 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 Scenario number one. All predators disappear from the face of the earth. Okay. Will these populations be maintained? Uh, yes. By populations, what, what do you mean? Like, uh, like Populations of the prey, the deer, the elk, the bison, yeah. Okay. Because the humans, there are way, way, way more than us. Essentially, we are prey. I mean, we are predators. And we have the firepower, the guns, the crossbows to do it. So it will be maintained. I don't. I don't see. I think you're wrong there. I don't think they will be maintained. We can. Us us humans. Us humans can only do so much. Okay, I'll give you a good example. Right, New Jersey. New Jersey. Uh, 2018. The the deer harvest was like over fifty thousand. So like it was. It wasn't like fifty one thousand. It was like some fifty thousand and change. Uh, deer harvested for the state. Now last year, 2019, state only harvested forty five thousand deer. Okay, so the pop, so the number went down, which for me it's good because in a way because that means either there was less deer and that means the population is going to regrow that or just people or, or or hunters weren't getting out or deer were, deer were just not showing up and the population staying the same, you know. So yeah. at least for me on like my farm and my other property I hunt up in uh, North Jersey. The biggest thing we always try to do is we try to take a doe first because doe, we always say – and people hate this word. They hate doe management. Now, um, I believe there's a greater population of does than there are bucks because, well, does are the breeders. You know? But you, you have to maintain the population. You know? so, yeah. so like the next – so my dad and I, we agreed like the next year we get – which probably, so whether it's a, a doe or buck or whatever – we're going to donate to a food bank because, okay, sure, sure. you know, we got recently we got 70, 74 pounds of meat from the butcher from my uh, previous deer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the next year we're like, you know what, let's do something. Let's do something because of COVID and food banks need yeah, help. Yeah. Let's go. People to, need help. Exactly. Let's go donate a deer to a food bank. And which they, yeah. and what you do it, it, is right. possible. But, you know, I'm like, you know, that way I'm giving, I'm giving back to those who do, who can't have a warm meal on Thanksgiving or Christmas yeah. or, you know, you know, that's my way of giving back. And that's another reason why I, I, um, I guess you can say enjoy deer hunting because, you know, give back. Exactly. I can give back. And that's why I love teaching little kids how to hunt because I'm giving yeah. back to them the knowledge of, of that you have been passed on. Exactly. And that's the, and, 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 and getting to do that, is is it, it's 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 truly amazing and it, and I, I it's it, it's an awesome feeling to give back to little kids and say okay it is, it is. you know so it's it's it truly it's it's a wonderful feeling to give back to to those you know as as I, you know because we were in their positions one at one moment yeah, at yeah. one at a time in life you know so it's it's a, it's definitely a great opportunity to give back to the. Uh, to those and to those younger generations that pass it so they can pass it on for future generations. Generation. Exactly. And see, 
And this goes back to well, the, no. this goes back to the sorry to interrupt. That goes back to the whole idea I was talking about. I don't hunt for sport. Yes, yeah. Do, do, yeah. Now I don't kill a Ricky. Uh, I don't kill a little baby deer. I, I don't kill a two-year-old deer. I try what to sh- kill that two-year-old deer's mother and father. No, well, no. See, when as, after the fawn or young buck is uh, over a year old, then they separate from the mother or, or mother. Well, what if that fawn or young buck isn't over a year old? I don't. We, I at least for me, my me and my father and my and my grand and my grandfather, we don't shoot because because we believe in preserving the population and uh, I guess I'm saying sorry, regeneration. You know, you know, or yeah. you know, we believe that you gotta you gotta build back the population. That's why I'd rather shoot. And, and I like this, like I, my dear recently, I shot, he was a four year old, he was a four, four and a half year old buck. That is a very mature deer. He, that deer, that deer is a mature deer. And if it, and another reason why he was mature when we weighed him, he was 164 pounds dressed out. Hmm. He's a very mature deer. He, he, he's done his purpose in life. He's bred, he's bred does. He's helped the population grow. He's a mature deer. He, he can be taken out. Now, a little four point comes in along. I'm not going to shoot that because that deer has potential to grow yeah. and breed other deer and pass along good genetics and everything like yeah, that yeah. to deer, you know, and, and, you know, going back to this whole deer, you know, with whole managing population, there's a, there's an outbreak and it's actually, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible way to die for um, deer. It's called chronic wasting disease. It's a neurologic, it's a neurologic thing. They get, it's a parasite and, and it, yeah. they get it and they get it trans, transmitted uh, from licking each other actually. And it's just, it's, 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 it's honestly, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible way for them to die. They get skinny, they get ribby, they, they get all yeah. neurologic and then they basically just collapse and die. And, 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 yeah. and I hate putting it like that, but, it, but it's a terrible disease. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a, and this goes back to that disease is one of the ways deer populations are being managed in the U.S. of A. You know, that is because chronic – New Jersey hasn't had a case yet, thank goodness, because once, it, once, once one deer gets it, it spreads like wildfire and you can't, yeah. and you, and you can't stop it. You can't. Um, you know, but out west – and, and, and this, this, this disease affects people as well. People can get sick sick from this disease um, if you could because if you eat the meat from the deer, yeah. you, they call it a uh, human zombie disease. You get like grouchy and fever and uh, oh, wow. oh yeah, I mean, and it's so it's not just affecting the deer now; it's affecting the hunter and the people who eat the meat. So that leads me to the second part of my question earlier. Okay, my wrap up question. Mm-hmm. Well, what if we remove humans from the earth? I already said what happens if we remove predators. Okay. What happens if humans, we all just disappear overnight and everything we've ever built disappears? Everything we've ever done just disappears. Okay, so I kind of almost want to think this a little bit as um, – I want to bring in a little bit of Charles Darwin in here with uh, yeah. natural selection. So, I mean, it's yes, it's natural selection, but selection, but it's kind of go back to that concept is – you know, the birds on the, uh, what was that, the Galapagos Islands, yeah. you know, there were certain, like, seeds they couldn't eat. So, you know, mm-hmm. the birds that couldn't eat the seeds, they died off. But the birds that had the yeah. right beak, they lived. So, yeah. you know, this goes back to, you know, if humans were not on this planet, um, 
you know, okay. and, and buildings as well. You know, the population ecosystem would it just be the ecosystem. However, let's just say, what did flourish? Yes and no. Yes and no. Because yes, because you're taking out the hunter's equation, but no, because let's just say, all right, let's just say um, Montana. Montana is a great example, actually. Okay. Montana has an influx of coyotes, wolves, right. bobcats, um, uh, mountain lions, and bear. Okay. Right. They, and they have a great influx. Okay. What's yeah. that going to do to the deer, po- the deer, elk, and mule deer population? Well, those deer, elk, and mule deer aren't being killed by humans. They're not. But if, but here, but here's the key word I'm saying here. If there's an influx of one, let's say there's an influx of wolves. So if there's more wolves, more wolves need to eat. How are they going to eat? Yeah. They're going to hunt deer, elk, and mule deer. Yeah. You know, so they're so they're going to diminish their populations. And what's going to happen? The wolves are going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to starve and they're going to, and they're going to, and they're going to die of starvation. But the thing is, it's always been like that. It's always, it always has, but that's, but that's why, that's why when it comes to, that's why, that's why. Well, I, I, what, it, wouldn't it be better for, instead of humans constantly driving out wolves, putting them in the endangered species list and just barely, just coming off what, yesterday? And then. From what I, from what I've read. I believe they just came off. Yeah, they just came off. Yesterday. I just looked it up. It was yesterday. Only 6,000. That's not a lot. That's not a big number. You know, and if humans were to disappear, that number would flourish. It'd be in the, it'd be in the tens of thousands, the hundreds of thousands across America. The deer populations would be in the millions, the high millions. But plenty of food for, for the wolves who are currently at a very, very low population. As as humans disappear, deer will rapidly reproduce, rapidly, 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 because they're already at a higher population. And then again, we, so as we, they as they reproduce, and then the wolves as well reproduce, they'll already hit a peak, and then they'll hit that high, and then sure it will hit a low, and many wolves will die off, many deer will die. Off. But that is life. That is life running its own course, not being influenced by human nature. And that and that is and that is true. I mean, it, you know that that is. You said it best. That's life running its course. But then again, you know, that's if we were not, that's if humans and buildings were not here. But then again, yeah. it's, it gets, it get, you know, it's that whole thing of, I'm going to go back to the whole tragedy of commons thing. It's like if wolves, you know, almost cow as, as grass pastures are to cows, as deer are to wolves, you know, like, you know, so you know what I mean? Like if there's, if the, if there's too many wolves eating all the deer, and the deer population things, and and now what the problem you might have with that is, it it might not happen. Who knows? We we I mean we wouldn't be here, but a possibility that yeah. could be happen is deer could go extinct. Then what do you? Then deer what do you? Go what? Deer wouldn't go extinct. It, but never say never. Nothing's impossible. Well, I mean, I'm going to say never because for how many years before humans, deer didn't go extinct? Yeah. Yeah, but then again, yeah. there's always... For so many years, when humans were still these hunter-gatherers who didn't influence the ecosystem as much as we currently do. But I, you know. but I believe there's always a what-if. There's, there's always a what-if. But you, that what-if is void when it's already been proven. Yeah, but, but you never know. Something could... Ha- a, a meteor could strike, strike the Earth, wipe out well, half... that's a very, very, very drastic change. Just population... <laughs> exactly, but this is, goes back to the point. It's a what-if. 
it, it, it's yeah, been, but that's such a drastic change. I feel like it's not a valid argument. People, you know, people could see it as many different things. I feel like you know, there's there's a what if to everything. You know, something. Can, I mean, there's absolutely a what if to everything. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like for an argument like this, it would have to be a excuse me, not a future what if, but a past what if. In today's in today's terms, if we if we were trying to study how we were back then, I mean, well, then again, here's what you got to realize. It's well, here, here. I should probably elaborate what I mean on that. I mean, majority of stuff that has happened, you would say, what if for the future? Like, what if Napoleon won at the Battle of Waterloo? Well, what would happen from the future from that point? But now, if we're talking about something in the present, we have to say, well, what if something for the past for reference? Exactly. Exactly. So, and I and I get your point you're saying there. So, so like, what if humans were gone? Well, we just look to the past. What happened before humans? Exactly. And that's through years and years of scientific research. You know, that, that's how we came to that conclusion. And, you know, and like I, like I said, you, you can call it a drastic what if. You can say, you know, yes. and maybe it is a drastic what if. But there is always that what if. So, so, who knows? Um, look at uh, Yellowstone. Okay, Old Faithful. That's a that's a super volcano ready to go off. Yeah, it could explode and kill millions of people. Exactly. So I mean, that some say it's a drastic what if, some say not because that thing could go at any time. Yeah, I, I know they say ten thousand years, but then again, that that it's it's a cooking time bomb. The thing can go off any time. Okay, so basically, that's what it comes down to: is you know, what if what if. Old Faithful goes off, or, or Yellowstone Super Volcano goes off. Yeah. What happens? Half the half the whole world, because the jet stream and everything, ash will be the whole world feels the effect. Exactly. So that's the whole what if I'm saying. Well, guess what? You know, your deer, your deer die, your elk die, mule deer die, your wolves die, bear die. You know, mountain everything. You know, not everything dies, but a sufficient amount of that well, wolves and bears, they'll move. They, if they run out of play, they move. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying during the, like during the in, initial, uh, during the initial event, you know, from the lava and magma and, uh, you, oh, you know, oh, ash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I didn't know you were still talking about the yellow thing. Yeah, so like, that's what I was trying to go like talking about, you know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, everything within the continental United States from Missouri and West would die. Yes. Yes. But, uh, but um, what was I going to say? There isn't really a straightforward answer to this. There, there isn't really. And uh, there isn't really. I just, I just took the, I just took the position of opposing your stance on it, which is totally fine. Just to, just to make this interesting. You know? and, and, and you know what? And I'm actually glad I'm glad you did because. I'm happy, and if people want, if people want to talk to me and ask me questions, talk to me. I, I mean, yeah, I, go ahead, text Colton, see what what he if he can elaborate something, whatever. Yeah, you know, I mean, but, uh, I might not have the perfect answer for you, but I'll give you what I think. I'll yeah, give you my belief. I'll give you his opinion. Yeah, you know, and you know, hunting to me, I, and trust me, it's very personal. To you. It's it's a very because it's a it's a sport. I I have a passion for it. You know, yeah. I I always joke with people. I wake up early for three things: fishing, baseball, and hunting. 
Okay. I thought you were going to say hunting, fishing, and loving every day. But <laughs> you kind of disappointed me on that one, Colt. So we're going to end it right now in three, two, one. Oh, man. I, well, I didn't want to throw in a country song because then, then you get the stereotypical typical people on me about country. You are stereotypical. How am I stereotypical? Well, you're the Christian. You're a conservative. You're a hunter. I'm, I'm, you own a big ranch. You got some horses. I don't own a dogs. big ranch. I only own 10 acres. Well, you live in Shemong, New Jersey. That's a pretty big ranch. Not really. Well, and you want to move to Texas and Montana at the same time. So, Well, you know. But anyway, anyway. Uh, I just took the position to oppose to make this interesting. Um, personally, I'm kind of mixed. I understand Colton's side. I agree with Colton's side. But at the same time, it would take a very specific set of circumstances for me to kill an animal. Um, which, which for some people, that is. If my life depends on it. If you truly needed the food, yeah. And, you know, if, 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 someone, if, a, if, a, if an animal is attacking my friends, my family, and I have a gun, I'm going to pull the trigger. Yeah. You know, Only in specific cases like that would I do that. You know? Yeah. And for, and, uh, but if I had the opportunity to not, if, or I'm sorry, if I just didn't have to, I wouldn't. Um, I'm big on just letting stuff live. Yeah. I'm very, very pro-life in the sense that everything deserves to live. Yeah. Everything. And I don't care what it is, who it is, where it's from. It deserves to live. It deserves that life. Yeah. You know, and, and this kind of goes back to the whole thing of, you know, you see it as that, but like, and, and this you is... See it as some, you see it as something else. Someone from New York sees it a different way. Someone from Montana sees it a different way. Exactly. And this goes back to how, like, one of my beliefs is, you know, our turkey, our turkey population locally, especially my, my, my woods and everything like that, my field and everything, our turkey population has diminished greatly, yeah. greatly. And this is all due to fox and coyote numbers rising, rising, yeah. you know. So this goes back to the whole idea of how does an ecosystem survive? You have to manage the numbers. You have to manage numbers. Well, the thing is, we don't know what an ecosystem would be like if we don't touch it at all. Oh, but, but then, but here's the deal. If I know, I never, I never had a coyote on my farm in the 16 years I lived here until about five years ago, and then that's when they started really coming up, you know. And say, and say, and saying goes to fox. Fox been around here, but but um, you know they started attacking our chickens. They started, and you got you have to do something exactly because chickens are our livestock, you know. Yeah, you know, and that's our source of eggs. You know, yeah. you know, so, and so now like this, this winter, you know, my father and I, you know, in order to manage, in order to protect, in, in order for one, for reason one, to protect our livestock and keep the turkey population trying to say, trying to keep, help, the, help out, help out, yeah, help the, help the turkey population out by not having as many predators because turkeys are very vulnerable, vulnerable animals. Oh, yeah. Okay. Definitely. You know. Um, they're hearing. I mean, their hearing is great, but when, when it's raining, that's when they get attacked a lot because they can't yeah. hear. Um, so, you know, and to protect the turkey population, you know, my dad and I, if we're going to go coyote and fox hunting, because that's helping manage the population for us. So, you know, and I'm also a very big turkey hunter. So, you know, like I try to get a turkey almost every year for Thanksgiving for my family. Yeah. You know, so you know yeah. that goes back to the whole idea of you got you got to manage your population. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. You know, and like you said, it, it, it depends on who you talk to. It, it it'll affect you differently than it'll affect me. Ex- ex- and exactly, and see, that's what I have to tell people is 
you know, and, and it might, it might, you might be like, no, you can't kill the animal, but it affects me in a different way than it affects you. Exactly. So my decisions, my decisions are directly responsed from them. You know, it, I need so. this to happen because this is money that I'm losing. This is something that I need to afford. Uh, this is what, what, what my family needs to make ends meet. Yeah. You know? And, and, you know, and, and you got to start figuring out. Chicken feed, yeah. chicken feed, you know, water bills, electric yeah, bills. It's, you know. it's not, it's not cheap. It's you know? not. It's, so it chicken, makes chicken, sense why chicken feed's you, expensive. You and other hunters and people with like land would want to protect it. You know, it makes sense. Uh, d- definitely makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, and this goes back to the whole idea of, you know, being a, a con- conservationist, you know, uh, you know, a conservationist. Hang on. I'm looking up the definition. So. Conservationist uh, is just someone who wants to conserve. Basically, yeah, yeah. Who advocates person who advocates for acts for the protection or, or, or preservation of the environment and wildlife. So, and there are different ways to conservationize. Exactly. Now, it, like you could just want minimal human interaction, or you could want well, we have to do things to protect. And in today's world, because of hunters and everything like that, we have to. That, that's what it comes down to is we have to, um, you know, have people interact to help. You know. Conserve. Exactly. And that, you know, and yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, in basic terms, it's almost like if you, if you're, if someone's like, well, I want to, I want to plant an oak tree in the forest. Guess what? You're a conservationist. You're wanting to grow the oak trees. Yeah. You know? So like even something silly as that, you know, well, it's not silly, but, Simple as that, I guess you. Could, I want to say, like you know, yeah. you know, is planting a tree or um, picking up trash. Okay, yeah, you're, you're putting something positive out for the environment. You're trying to exactly, and that's what I try to tell people is: okay, you might see it as the killing of an animal, but really, I'm trying to help out the ecosystem and the environment. And it, I'm just doing it in a way that you don't necessarily see. It's beneficial to you, as I. It's beneficial to me because it provides food for my family. We save money. And it's also yeah. and it's helping the ecosystem. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's what I have to tell people. But then I get pe- mm-hmm. I get people who are like, "Oh, well, you killed a bit. You killed you killed a you killed a deer." I'm like, "Well, first of all, I made sure the deer was mature enough. You know, second, you go through very precise precautionary methods before taking the shot. Exactly. And when I do take the shot, I make sure it's an ethical shot. Yeah. You know, you know, if if I'm going to if I'm going to sacrifice one of God's creatures. I want it to be an ethical and clean kill. That is the, and I can't preach it enough. That when we learned our hunter safety course, um, that is the that is the biggest goal: is a clean and ethical shot. Yeah, you know because you know you don't you know it's like almost like having if your dog let's just example your dog has cancer and you can tell your dog's breathing funny and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to see your dog suffer. No one wants to see their no. dog suffer. So you know, yeah, it's yeah. it's almost like as hunting. You know, and it, you're you're going to stop the animals from suffering. And starving by putting a few out of their misery eventually and controlling it so that they will all have food. Exactly. And it's, it's, that's why it's, that's why it's important. That's why almost it goes back to the whole, why do we age? Because what happens to us? We're we're all going to die. We don't know when, we don't know where we're all going to die. But what does that do when we die? There's another person born right behind us and we're making room for them. Yeah. You know, so that's why I always say is hunting, hunting is, it's, you're preserving the numbers. If I take out a mature deer, I'm letting, I'm giving, now there's food for a baby deer to grow. 
to grow. Yeah. And either whether it's a doe or buck to help in the reproduction area of a yeah. deer, you know, and, and, it, and this is just not, and this is just, you help maintain that cycle of growth, death. Cycle life, if you want to say, really. Yeah, yeah, cycle life. Yeah, and 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 it, and and what I told you. And it just depends on whether you agree with it or not. Either way, you both agree that it deserves that that, that life is given a chance, and you just agree. You just think it is mature. It's done its thing by giving the next generation. Or some may believe everybody deserves to live out to the full extent, whatever it may be. You think that it's important to conserve. And that's really what's that's really what matters. What what, the, what at the core, you know? Yeah, and, and and basically, it's not just for it's just not for deer. You know, like I know people think deer. Oh, oh yeah, there's plenty of types of hunt. Oh, it's just deer is probably most prevalent. Oh yeah, it's it, you know, it, it, <laughs> you couldn't have said it any better. Deer is most prevalent, but like, look at your people out west. Um, oh yeah, I mean, we live on the east coast. It's gonna be different. Yeah, so, so your people out west. Mo- I'm gonna use Montana because that's one of my favorite states. Um, Elk hunting. Elk, elk yeah. it's the same deal. Okay? Uh, mule deer, same deal. You know, and then, and then yeah. when I talk... It's just a different animal. Yes. And, when, and, when, and more so, the biggest predators on the East Coast are your coyotes and your bear. Yeah. And, your old, and your old age. And I mean, thankfully, we don't have that chronic wasting disease that is really putting a hurting on deer numbers, which is yeah. just... It, it's, it's 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 a terrible way for an animal to die, it, it you know to to be all neurologic and and ju- and just it's stumbling around and it, it, it yeah. it's a terrible way for them to die, you know, so you know but but you know the East Coast, um, you know it, it, like I said like and you brought it up earlier how we were maybe forcing animals out. Well, maybe we were. It's like almost as, uh, maybe if, as if we were it was the Indians like you know how we forced out the Indians, but. Trust me, I don't believe in all that. I think what the white man did back in the eight and seventeen hundreds, sixteen hundreds to the eighteen hundreds, and how we're still doing today to the Indians, you know, I think is totally wrong. I think I yeah. think it's wrong by a. Well, I think we're getting a little off topic now. We are, but this goes right. back to the whole idea of uh, pushing off pushing off the animals. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, well, I think we've I think we've covered a good bit. I mean, we're starting to hit topics we've already hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're well, making a relapse um, here. I say we finish it up right here. Um, thank you for coming on here, Colton. Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you for having me. Um, I hope you have me on again about an, absolutely, another, absolutely. another topic. I, you know, I, re- I really enjoyed this because this is a way of uh, getting your side out here. Getting, getting my side, and I hate to use the word. I hate to say the word promote, but. Um, not really. It's it fits. It fits. Yeah. Is um, it, it, it's it's telling it's telling it's it's giving information to the world that all hunters aren't bad. We don't kill the we yeah. don't kill the baby deer. Yeah, no. yeah. There are guys who are out there who kill the baby deer, but I can let you all know and mark my words. I, Colton Michael Faco, I'm telling you this right now. I shoot a mature deer. To I to that fits the standards of that it has fulfilled its life purpose in the wild, and that now I'm going to help manage the ecosystem, the environment, and I'm going to help provide food for my family. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, um, thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day or a great night. I don't know what time it is right now. Great Halloween. Um, it's a great Halloween, buddy. Yeah, it might be Halloween when you watch this. I don't know. Happy Halloween, maybe. I don't know. Um, I will let you know 
someone cares about you, that someone is me. Might not be Colton. <laughs> but uh, have a good day and.